0: morning. Thank you so much for
1: having me, Tim. Uh Looking at the campaign website, Julie Mock, and that's M-A-U-C-K dot com. You've probably seen the signs, Julie Mock dot com. The campaign website, three bullet points, transparency, parental involvement, and focus on education. Now, Ryan Hammock talking there about parental involvement. Uh, okay, it's good, but could be better. What's your take on it? Uh,
0: he's absolutely right. Um, I'm not sure that it's really even good, though. I mean, there there is... Really, I mean, other than kind of superficial things involving parents and breakfasts and things like that, there's nothing really involving us in the selection of the curriculum, um, which most school districts actually have, like a parent committee where you can come in and review the curriculum. It's basically incumbent upon the parent in the first couple weeks of school to review what curriculum is available in that particular class. And that's extremely difficult now that we're on one-to-one Google Chromebooks and everything is online. So um, I would like to increase parent involvement there and also, um, you know, see more responsiveness from the school board and in inquiries that are made by the parents.
1: Which kind of dovetails in one of the other bullet points you mentioned there, transparency, or, or I suppose some would say, Julie, right. not the lack thereof. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. It's just very difficult right now to follow. You know, with the Chromebooks, they've been around for about four years, um, and in the higher levels, and now it's K through twelve. Um, so we don't have any textbooks at all. So it's very difficult as a parent to to follow what our kids are actually learning. And it occurs to
1: me, and again, the Chromebook issue specifically, and I don't know what you do about this, uh, if if that's the way you're going to go, I don't know if you walk it back, maybe that's your uh, idea of a policy, but I mean, there are those people. Uh, let's just say, of a certain age and generation and a certain inclination. I'm not my most adept on one of those things. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty much useless on one of those things. My wife basically lives on one. I don't know how to work the damn thing. I mean, do you see that as an obstacle for parents in some of these cases?
0: Absolutely. Again, just trying to figure out what your kids are learning, and now you also have the barrier, you know, the IT barrier of how to work this. I work off of a uh, MacBooks. So, um, Google Chromebook is, is very new to me, um, as well. They're fairly easy to use. Um, but I, I just, you know, I, I prefer textbooks. I don't think that we should go back to the dark ages and throw the Google Chromebooks, you know, in the trash heap. I think there's, you know, certainly a use for them and they can be used effectively, but the research shows that our children learn better with, with, pen and paper and textbooks. Right? The research is in on that. So let's find a way to use the Google Chromebooks where uh, they're not overused in the classrooms.
1: Julie Mock, candidate for the post three-seat on the Oconee County Board of Education. Again, the early voting that continues begins today in Oconee County, continues through Friday at the elections office on Court Street uh, and, of course, election day itself next Tuesday. Uh, the other third point there, transparency, parental involvement, and Focus on education. That one strikes me as kind of broad. Maybe we can narrow it down, drill down here. If they're not focusing on education on the school board already, what are they doing?
0: We've adopted something called social emotional learning in Oconee County County Schools. And in fact, we um, won an award for implementing it. And I believe uh, that in order to accept some of the uh, ESSER funding for COVID, it, it was a requirement to implement this. And um, it, while it sounds really good at face value, it's really it creates a segue um, that I believe steps on um, Judeo-Christian values, you know, that come from our family, family home. They take these surveys and collect data from our children uh, in the name of trying to help their mental health. Um, I, I believe that we need to focus on academics and education and um, work with parents in order to make sure that the mental health of their their students is is in order, but I don't think that that's something that the schools need to be taking on.
1: You and I have talked about this uh, at some length uh, over the course of your campaign, and I'm sure it's going to be something you discuss over what's left of this campaign week here. Uh, you said your foot in the door was Common Core some years ago. Uh, the attempts to, to implement Common Core as a part of the curriculum uh, here and elsewhere. First of all, and j- just for me, the dumbest guy in the room here, define it. Tell us what we're talking about when we say Common Core and give us your concerns and where all this stands now
0: well common core was implemented back in about 2010 most states 40 some odd states um it kind of took the uh took the bait um to get some additional funding um and in order to do so they were required to implement certain standards and they're they're very specific standards in what needs to be taught in each grade um, and then, you know, a, a lot of people came out against it, pushed back, and the states, then many of the states just basically changed the name and changed a few of the standards and um, what our children have to learn. The problem is that all of the testing um, is based off of those standards. So it's difficult for the teachers to deviate. From that, so my understanding
1: of of it was, and correct what I get wrong here because I know you've done a much deeper dive on this. But my understanding when it was rolled out then was people like George W. Bush, Jeb, uh, Mm -hmm. Jeb Bush, and some others, our governor at the time. uh, The idea was to set up some kind of a floor, not a ceiling, but a floor where in each of the fifty states, every kid got at least a certain modicum standard of education. All these families moving all the time that you could move Mm -hmm. from Georgia to Kansas and and the third grade would mean the same thing in Kansas as it did in Georgia.
0: Right. And and that is true. The problem is that most states have now accepted that floor as the ceiling. Um, I was one of those kids that moved around quite a bit. So I understand there is a disconnect. And I, I would love to see a state consortium that came up with um, some standards that, you know, would be specific to each grade level. However, I don't believe that that's the job of the federal department
1: of education one of the things we talked about with ryan hammock last week uh, and to get a little personal for a moment I, I was looking for differences between the two of you and one of the things that occurred to me and you've talked about this i you both have kids and both uh, mm-hmm. mostly through the oconey county school system yours pretty much all the way through now His very young just getting started uh, he's like listen i got skin in the game you say well i have the experience i did play that dynamic out okay. for another few days
0: yeah, absolutely. I have, you know, my oldest daughter is 25 years old. She's uh, in the Army now in combat medic training. And um, she went through, we've moved around quite a bit, even um, as my kids were growing up. So um, I have one child left in in school. She's in high school. Um, two of mine graduated from Oconee County High School. But I, I've seen the changes in education through the last you know, 20 years or stuff that my children were in school. So I kind of have a baseline to go by to see what's going on in in education, in addition to being involved in, you know, certain legislation and with legislators and trying to get, you know, certain, you know, state reforms done that I – you know that i think are effective for our schools Oh, I, no, by the way and
1: this is on the website juliemock.com m-a-u-c-k juliemock.com the, the day job stuff a paralegal working in finance and in real estate as we say this is a long haul for you we've been talking about this for a while now the the, the, the including the three candidate field back on may 24th and now the additional weeks for this runoff what's this experience been like for you
0: um, it's been eye-opening. You know, there's been there have been a few attacks. You know, but other than that, it's been wonderful to get out and and meet people and open up the dialogue and um, educate people on what's going on in education. Um, so for the most part, I'd have to say that I I've enjoyed it. I, I, I'm kind of a war room girl. I'm looking forward to getting in and doing some research and. Um, and helping more so than campaigning.
1: And something Ryan Hammock said to us, maybe you agree or not, He said, listen, this isn't at this point in the game now, it's really not about changing hearts and minds. It's about getting your voters back to the polls.
0: That is true. Yes, I need, every, I need all hands on deck. There were 13% of the Republican ballots were crossover votes from Democrats who are actively campaigning for my opponents. So, Uh, I'm not going to be getting any of those votes. I need every Republican, every conservative on deck to vote for me. All
1: right. Julie Mock, again, the campaign website, julie, m-a-u-c-k dot com, julie mock dot com, the campaign website. Best of luck a week from tomorrow. Thanks for your time this morning.
0: Thank you so much, Tim.